Ice tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first class name dropper. The great legendary John Madden, and then on the phone, Steve Marriott. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're playing it's like... <laughs> Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, coming to you from Canton, Ohio, site of the 2012 Enshrinement Ceremony and also the 2012 Hall of Fame game, the Saints and the Cardinals, which we hope you enjoyed both of uh, the events on NFL Network this past weekend. I'm coming to you from the Canton Civic Center in downtown Canton, Ohio, and specifically inside the Canton Charge locker room. There's, there's five basketball uniforms hanging in a locker room, and this is the only spot we could find quiet to actually tape the open and close of this show. Uh, from the Civic Auditorium on the day of the Hall of Fame game. And as you heard on the podcast last week with Joe Horgan, the VP of Exhibits and Communication of the um, Pro Football Hall of Fame, it's an entire week-and-a-half-long event, the enshrinement weekend, that starts 10 days before the actual enshrinement ceremony with all sorts of events that the folks of Stark County, Ohio, and the surrounding areas come to enjoy to celebrate football, to celebrate the start of a new season, to celebrate the past with an, another uh, enshrinement class. And uh, part of that weekend uh, itself not only includes the enshrinement ceremony and also the jacket dinner on Friday night from the Civic Center where all of the enshrinements get their jackets, but also on the game day itself, everybody reconvenes in this uh, downtown arena to hold uh, another event, the Game Day Roundtable Luncheon, where all of the enshrinees come back again with all of their presenters again, and everybody has a meal again to relive the weekend. And they were kind enough at the Pro Football Hall of Fame to ask me be the MC of the Roundtable Luncheon with the class of 2012 reconvened, Willie Rofe and Chris Dolman and Jack Butler, Cortez Kennedy, Curtis Martin, and um, Dermani Dawson, and all of them get together, and uh, we had a conversation, and I figured, let's make it into uh, a podcast. So here for you, it's like you have uh, a place at the table of the 2012 Enshriney Roundtable Luncheon. Give a listen. All right. Take your seats, guys. Let's have a conversation. Let's all sit down. That's what I love about this. It's like casual Sunday. You bust out the jeans to go with your, your, your yellow Hall of Fame jacket, Germani. It looks good. Well, thank you very much. I'm not too much of a suit person, so it's nice this to be good, Yeah, this today. is a good Southern California look for you. Oh, yeah, much, you better right believe there. it. I just need flip-flops on. For all you Midwesterners, we can wear jeans wherever we go in Southern California. It doesn't matter. It's pretty incredible. Um, I want to start with, uh, with you, Curtis Martin. I want to start with you. Because last night I saw something after the enshrinement ceremony I've never seen before. Explain to everybody what you did after the enshrinement ceremony, where you went, and what you did with your bust after everything was over. Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, you know, we all have the after parties, and we usually do them in the big tents. And I decided I wanted to do something different. 
Um, just having a big tent wasn't what I wanted to do. So I reached out to the Hall of Fame and they were so supportive. I asked them if I did my party, if they would allow me to use the entire Hall of Fame uh, museum. And what I wanted to do was after the uh, enshrinement, I wanted to carry my bust over to the Hall of Fame and have all my family and friends walk through the Hall of Fame with me up to the bus room and place my bus on the shelf that it'll be for eternity. Yeah. It was a special moment for me and uh, I, I wanted to do something special and intimate that all my loved ones could share with me. And it was pretty incredible and uh, there was no fumbling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you held on tight. Yeah, yeah it was that, great. That, and then you just heavy. put it up there, and and it lived there by itself overnight. And then you got five new neighbors this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the neighborhood, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Butler, Jack Butler, a 53-year wait for you. What was this weekend like for you? Now that you you got to experience it. Well, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's, it's very exciting. It's, uh, you know, it, it really inflates the ego, the whole bit. And, I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I love the attention. I love the whole bit. <laughs> it's, I, I, I don't know what I can tell you. It's just great. That's all. It's great. great to be so here. Your, ego is, your ego is bigger now than it oh, was uh, on Friday? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> No question about it. Right? It's incredible you even fit through the door, Jack. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my head got rubbing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic, Chris. What's been the, this experience been like for you? Well, I, I guess the big thing for me is being able to share this with my pam, uh, my parents, and my family. Um, you know, like I said earlier, my parents were, you know, the one who took me to practice when I was eight years old when I started playing this game, and for them to see this at the end. Um, it really means a lot and to have my son there and you know everyone watching the people you care about and, and, and love uh, be a part of it, it it makes it very special for me how about you Cortez Tell you what it was great um, Friday night to hang out with my family and friends and also to meet the alumni here uh, the great Bob Lilly defensive tackles that I grew up admiring uh, so it's been a great experience, and the parade Saturday was outstanding for the people in Canton, and the Hall of Fame committed, and it, the whole Hall of Fame has been great for me. So everything is perfect. I can't ask for anything else. There's been a lot of dinners. Are you going to be able to make weight on Monday, Cortez? Hey, Coach Payton told me the other day I'll get fine. Now I'm, I'm too small now. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dermani? What's this experience been like well, for you? Well, the biggest, the most experience, the best thing that, about this for me has been just being able to share with my family. You know, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that I would even be, uh, you know, considered a Hall of Famer. And for it to reach this point, and uh, where you sh you're enshrined forever, uh, here in Canton, Ohio, this is going to be my internal home. And to be able to share that with my friends and family, teammates, uh, it's, it's, it's very special. How about you, Willie Rofe? Um, I, agree, I agree with what he says. Uh, I, I had a little <laughs> bit too much to drink last night, I'm sorry. But... but uh, I was celebrating, so it's a celebration. It's still a celebration. But uh, somebody get Willie a lozenge. Does anybody but, have a lozenge in the house? <laughs> but for, for old guys like Forrest Greg and the, and, the, and the guys who to tell me 
they watched my rookie career and, 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 and knew I might have a chance to be here one day. That, that's been an honor for me. The old timers being here, hanging out with them has been special for me. Hey, he sounds like uh, the Kimbe Matumbo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if he starts the finger waving, we'll know. We'll know. And and you sort of called Willie out at the beginning of your speech last night, Curtis, about the whole. And, and, and it, it wasn't a pan in the matter. I got I get facials every couple of weeks, so okay. I don't so I wasn't lying. You get facials every couple of weeks. Not, the natural peel, not not, of the, not the fake. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> I mean, Willie, no one can look at you and say you're not all natural. <laughs> okay? Let's be honest here. But you called him out, Curtis, at the beginning of your speech. Yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. I think the same reason why everyone's laughing when he talks about getting a natural pill, I mean, that was the same impression he had on me. When, when I came there, he said, you know, I, I got to go get me a, a, you know, a facial. You know, I, I, I got to get that natural stuff done on my face. I mean, just imagining <laughs> this big guy. Up. What'd you say? It's good. It's good. It makes your age better, Curtis. Oh, it's yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try it one day. Ask, ask, ask the ladies here. They know I know. Yeah. I'm Look go, out. I'm going to go get a it's facial with Willie. You should. Being, yeah. I think we found a, a, new, a new event yeah, yeah. for the Pro Football Hall of Fame week. Yeah. Maybe after the ribs contest. Get the facial. Facials. And, I'm sure uh, we could find a sponsor and, for that here. And what else you say, Willie? The, uh, what they call What the women say? Uh, Manny Petties, right? Yeah, the Manny Petties. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought we'd talk about spa treatments today, <laughs> ever. That's the beauty of this, con this conversation. Yes, Rich, Cortez. I'm, I'm in Florida. I get a call from from Big um, Rove. He said, Cortez, guess what I'm doing? I'm getting a face and you should come and get one with me. <laughs> you call me. You call me in the middle of it. I yeah. know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Next time I come to L.A., I get milk facial. <laughs> See what I have to deal with now, Rich? I'm going to have to deal with this rest every time, every year. I'm going to have to deal with this now when I come back. They're going to tease me about this every year. I know. Rich, you know, the, you know the worst part about it? What is it, Curtis? He calls everyone else a diva. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Curtis. Hey, and, and your boy Willie has no sense of time either. He'll, he'll, he'll text you at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, he'll text you uh, early in the morning. He knows I'm on the West Coast, and I don't know where he is the vast majority of the time. But or, or I'll call you. In the early oh, he'll just call me anytime. I don't care what time of day. It's odd you'd be up at three in the morning, Willie. I mean, we're, we're, we're all family. Yeah, that so is. I'm on the computer late, late night a lot of times. So I'll text a call. <laughs> Some of the guys, they, they, if they answer the phone, that's their fault. If they, if they, <laughs> I'm gonna call. Them. Normally, a standard question is, who is the character in the group? I think we, we found that out, Chris, right? Is he the character of the 2012? I, I would have class? to agree with you. I would have to agree with you. Far and away, he's the club, you're the clubhouse leader, Willie? Yeah, me, me and Jack. Jack? <laughs> Jack got a wild streak in Is that, Jack, you have a wild streak in you? Oh, yeah. Put, put, Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> gotta, you gotta call Jack Jack's home phone because no cell phone, no computer, none of that. You gotta call Jack and wake him up. You're old phone. school, Jack. That's right. Just gotta call you on the landline. That's the only way we can get in touch with you. I don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't okay. have a cell phone. I don't have a computer. I don't. Have, I don't have anything. Well, good for you. Come on, in 2012, that's. 
That's funny. It's, it, you know, our, our old school guy that we work with is Steve Mariucci. And Dion Sanders, six years ago, taught him that that yellow envelope on his phone means he has something called a text. And now, Steve's on it all the time, so you better watch out. I mean, the minute you start texting, Jack, it's all over. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm, te- I'm, I'm too young to be called old. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So, um, Cortez, what are you going to remember most of this weekend, do you think, years from now? Um, I think the 2012 class is a great group of guys. I'm talking about we, me, Chris, and Wolf, and DeMonte was talking to each other before the, we got into Shrine, I mean, got into, uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame, and that's very special. Right before, the day before they called us for the Hall of Fame, Willie Rofe called me and said, Ted, send a picture of me and you um, so I can, uh, if we ever get in the Hall of Fame, we just look at each other. Chris Dolman talked to him right before each other. Then DeMonte, you know, Curtis the prima donna in this group, you know, being a running back. Yeah, no, just teasing, Curtis. You're a great guy. Even though you spoke longer than me last night, you called me out. You know, I, I was just trying to break the ice, and you just was, you were just there by default. <laughs> <laughs> you just got in the way. I uh, know. That's why I called him a prima donna. <laughs> no, but this, this group of guys, Mr. Butler, everybody, you know, and like I said, stand, sitting up on stage, stand up on stage Friday night and seeing all the other um, Hall of Famers come in. Oh, man, it's thrilling. And I can't wait to come back next year and uh, see the 2013 class. Jack, what are you going to take away from this weekend? What are you going to remember most about this weekend, you think? I think it's, like, I know who these people are, but I never met them. And I never got to know them now. I, I've met them and talked to them things. I come away with a better feeling about everything. You know, like like I know them, you know? And, and I knew all about them, but I never knew them. Well, you knew about them from Blesto, right? Did you scout these guys? Did you well, pretty much? Them, yeah, yeah. Probably every one of them. Nah. <laughs> I can't remember them. I mean, so many names went through them. You know. Sure. You're talking thousands and thousands every, every year. None of them just... Stood out at you from back in the day? Not really. Not really. (laughs) Hey, but at least you got the yellow jackets, right? That's fantastic. What do you think, Chris, you're going to take away from this years from now you'll remember about the 2012 weekend? I think um, it'll probably um, the jacket presentation and uh, the revealing of the bust. I think that's when it really kind of, you know, struck home with me. Um, there's a lot of, you know, formalities here, and there's a lot of things that you go through, and you know, it's it's it's, it's a wonderful experience. But when it actually takes root, and the words that you hear uh, that they use to describe you and describe your class, um, that's when it really starts to sit, you know, sit in. Um, you know, I explained to my son when we were sitting up there, I said, you know, the, the words that they used to describe you, I mean, it's, it's you know, all-time greatest. Um, you, know, uh, you know, only four men on the planet ever did what Curtis Martin has done. I mean, when you look at things like that, you're like, wow, I mean, that's, that's pretty significant. I know that this is a game that we play, 
We're very blessed and we're very fortunate to live in this country because if we were born anywhere else, just further north or further south, you know, we might not have this opportunity. And um, when you look at it like that, you know, we realize how blessed we are living in this country, um, you know, the greatest country in the world. Although, Curtis, if you did this up north, you might have more yards with the 55-yard line up there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's 10 more yards for you to get in yeah. the middle of a field. Um, when you hear, because I know you talked in your speech last night about uh, where football stands in the great scheme of things in your life and your background as you grew up. When you do hear that you're fourth all-time and the other guys that are above you are Emmett, Walter, and Barry, guys who were known by their first names. How does that hit you, football-wise there, Curtis Martin? You know, football-wise, well, let me just say this. Uh, what this weekend has done for me is I literally, I mean literally, like I said, became a football fan. And that was an experience, and that was a, con a connection and a, a part of my the passion that was missing for me that I really gained. I mean, that uh, luncheon that we did with all of the inductees. The Nitschke luncheon on yeah, Friday. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's literally like the mob. I mean, you, you're in there, and it's just the inductees, and we have our family conversations. They call each other out. It's unbelievable. I mean, it was one of the most, uh, it, it was probably one of the best events that I've ever been to. And I remember when we came outside, Marshall Falk said to me, he said, Curtis, man, you realize that it was me, you, and Franco Harris taking a picture, and me and Joe Green was taking a picture, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and you know, it, it's things like that, that, I mean, it all came together for me, and it was just an unbelievable time. How was the picture? Just me and Joe Green a good photographer? Did you see it? Yeah, no, no, I mean, he was getting different angles, and I mean, he took about four <laughs> pictures of us. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, uh, your speech, a lot of people are talking about that this morning. Uh, in the 10 years that I've done this, uh, one of the more frightening aspects of a speech is the first line being, I have no notes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, uh, without notes, then put on a virtuoso performance, Curtis, where you shared quite a bit. Yeah, a lot of people are, it's lingering today. You shared quite a bit of private information. Yeah. And uh, I asked you this on, on our post-game show on NFL Network last night. Might as well ask it again here. Um, what, why did you do that? You know, so with, I'm horrible at planning a speech, number one. Uh, so, and it makes it very, I mean, it's very difficult for me to read a speech. Um, but uh, I just figured, you know what, this is go hard or go home moment, you know. And I, I, I appreciate, I relish those moments in life where, Everything is on the line. You have to take a chance, and you're either going to, you know, excel or you're going to fail at it. And that was a moment for me last night where I said, you know what? This moment is so deserving of me just expressing my heart. And it's my final moment uh, in the NFL, and that's what I want to give the fans. That's what I wanted to give everyone around me, the, my fellow inductees. I wanted them to know who I was, and so. The best way to do that for me was to just go up there with nothing in my hands, with no notes, and just speak from my heart. So that's what I did.
And last question before I involve the rest of us too. Was your mom cool with all of that? You know did she know that you were going to share all no, of that she stuff, she Curtis? Did, I, didn't, I didn't know I was going to share that. I mean, as you, could t as you could tell when I was speaking, I mean, it was literally whatever popped in my head was what came out my mouth next. And I was just hoping nothing wrong popped in my head because I wouldn't have been able to stop it, you know? And so uh, after it was done, after I was finished, my mother said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't expect it. But I did see her at the post party last night. And so you guys are, you guys are cool. No, you know, right? it was funny. So after I... Um, after the enshrinement was finished, you know, I had to come over to you guys and do the interview. Yes. And you know, so that takes some time. And we had to ride all the way across the field. We had to ride all the way back. By the time we ride all the way back, and I'm getting ready to go to my party, my mother's still out there with a crowd around her signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Mom, you're supposed to be at the party because it was a big surprise and everything. And she didn't even know about it. And she said, well, Kurt, I can't just say no. I can't walk away. So. Fantastic. Yeah, she had a great time. And Willie, here I thought your dad was going to be the celebrity parent of this group. Your dad, your dad said putting a microphone in his hand is a dangerous thing. Would you agree with that, Willie? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But he's he's had a wonderful time. I'm just so glad he, I could share it with him, and he's been there with me. And uh, we've had a, my family's had a wonderful time. And uh, like they said, like uh, Cortez said, going in, going in with these group of guys is is, is unbelievable. You know. And uh, they said that it was going to be a long weekend, but it's been a great weekend. It hasn't been long. Well, I've enjoyed every moment of it. Go ahead. Say, say that. We can tell. <laughs> you had to say that on a mic. Yeah. He turned to me, he goes, we can tell. I'm like, you got to say that in a microphone. Were you singing last night, Willie? I mean, what was that? Uh, Walk us through the process. We might as well no, share here. No, I wasn't singing, but uh, uh, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep, so I'm a, I'm, I made it here today, didn't Yes, I? you did. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> when, we were and, when we were standing up there and, and you all were introducing us, yeah. and uh, Willie, you know, he stood up, and, you know, you could see his eyes fade, and I was saying, oh, my gosh, if he falls over this table... <laughs> <laughs> That's going to, someone's going to die in here tonight. <laughs> I'm enjoying this budding rivalry in the 2012 enshrinement class here. I got to be honest with you. I'm going to stop picking on Willie. I've been talking about He's Willie. He's the biggest guy, Curtis. I mean, he gave me permission to. Oh, okay. I did. Okay. It's all, it's all good. Very good. We're having a good time. How long did you work on your speech, Chris Dolman? How long did that take for you? It took about, um, actually, uh, and I got to be honest with you, um, it was a former teammate's wife who worked with the University of South Florida, and she uh, works in the communication department, and she had helped me with a uh, lady by the name of Felicia Henderson, and uh, she said, I'm going to send you a bunch of questions, and I answered all the questions, and then when she got them back, she said, congratulations, you just wrote your speech. She just put them in order for me, oh, and uh, it was very good. It was very good. It was all in my own words. So if you forgot or lost your way anywhere along the uh, along the path, you know you knew where to go because it was coming from your heart. So it it took about oh gosh, we did three or four drafts. Then from three or four drafts, uh, you just start memorizing and how you want to transition from one part to the next part. Jack, did anybody help you with your speech? 
Uh, pardon me. Yes, one of my sons helped me. Right. I'm not very good at that, you know. <laughs> You're not good at, at, at putting a speech together? I'm not good at speaking or putting one together. And in fact, I don't like it. That's probably the biggest thing. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't that bad. No, it was great. Come on, give a round of applause to Jack <laughs> Butler. There you go. I just love watching you love this weekend, Jack. This, is, this has been incredible. I mean, you're just soaking in every single moment of this. Why not? Once in a lifetime. That's right. And I probably won't be back. No. <laughs> so, What are you talking about? As long as I'm here... I'm gonna enjoy every every second. There you go. Good. Well, we hope you're coming back. That's a beautiful aspect of this. How about you, Cortez, in your speech? How, how'd you put that thing together? Well, I'd call my uh, vice president of Seahawks uh, communication. I, I flew to Seattle and I just told my story when I was growing up as a kid until today. So we put it together. Uh, Mike Sando with the ESPN helped me out and we put it together. And, I went over like changed about four or five times, and the last week it was it was a goal. So I've I've been preparing, preparing for like uh, a couple of weeks now. So it was great. I think you guys you added to it four or five times. So what? You added to it four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> the, wow. well, hey, one thing about Willie, he always got to be the biggest. He, his, his party got to be the biggest. Your party had to no. be the biggest. No, what did you tell me? We, you had, who, hey, who, hey, we you, were call, you were calling me every week talking about how many people you had. That's how many people I had coming to my party every week. You were <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about the autograph show we had in D.C.? Right? Yeah, I, talk, yeah, I talked about that. Yeah, talk about who, about who signed the most autographs? Who, who signed that? You right? Rich, these guys do this all the time. I was about to say, uh, yeah. don't make me separate you two because I can't. Rich. Hey, I we, will not be able to if I have to. But we two Arkansas boys, we love each other. That's great. Well, always. Yeah. Rich, I got to say something here. Please, Chris, please. I was with Cortez until he got to his baby doctor. He was telling me he goes to the same doctor he went to as a child. Is that correct, Cortez? Yes, sir. <laughs> the same pediatrician. No, you're, you're, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hey, Dr. Cullum. Where's Dr. Cullum? <laughs> Dr. Cullum, hey, stand up. Hey, hey, that's my that's my child doctor yeah. right there. Thank you. I'm gonna. I have to say this because again, this is a career first for me. Everybody, give it up for Cortez Kennedy's pediatrician. Come on. That's a first. I'll never say that again. <laughs> you probably won't. <laughs> you still go to your pediatrician, Cortez? Do you get like Flintstones vitamins or something? <laughs> hey, Doc, keep me alive. That's <laughs> whatever works. Yes. That's how people get to the hall. Dermani, what about your speech? How did you put that thing together? Well, it took me about uh, off and on about a month and a half, uh, you know, because I've been traveling quite a bit. But um, I did the basic format and just wanted to thank everybody who had been in, in, in influential in my life, you know, my parents, uh, friends, coaches. And uh, then I had somebody, um, I sent it to Mr. Horgan as well, just to make sure it was formatted the correct way. And then also a good friend of mine, Daryl Williams in Pittsburgh, who used to work for uh, NBC uh, in New York. So once I sent the, uh, the uh, first draft, 
she said, well, I think you're on, you're on track. And then I had a few more thoughts I wanted to add to it. So um, after I got the final draft, I sent it to those guys to see what they thought. And uh, they said, hey, it's right. So just uh, make a few little changes here and there. And um, it took about probably off and on about a month and a half to two months. Wow. That's quite a process. And Willie, I'm, you, you mentioned in your speech that you don't really give many of them. Uh, and as a left tackle, you didn't really probably do many interviews in your career at all, correct? No, no, this, a lot, I don't do a lot of interviews. No, is this your first then? Except for sacks. This, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, 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 I, got, I, got, I did what he did. I got uh, Joe Harrigan from the Hall of Fame to help me. He sent me an outline, and then I changed up some stuff. And, we went over it again and, and uh, deleted and added some stuff, but uh, um, you know I have been given a lot of a lot of speeches, so it's one of my first. Great. Um, well, you guys were all good. You're all great. It was a fun, fun night. It was incredible. And um, as you guys are all um, Hall of Fame football players, as we know, so you know when you line up, you look across the line of scrimmage, you can tell who's nervous, right? You can see it in their eyes. Which one? of this class was the most nervous before last night's enshrinement ceremony. Anybody? Nobody? Nobody. Really. I don't think any of us were nervous. You just stared it all it down? No, if you were. I mean, I was pretty nervous. I mean, you know, my stomach was a little upset, but... Um, were you, you okay? Know, yeah, I was You got fine. through? Okay, yeah, good. I was fine. Right. I didn't have to use a port body or anything. That's good. I was <laughs> just a little upset, but I was... You know, he was nervous because you're stepping out into a crowd, and I was spoke third. So, you know, with Willie and then Jack and myself, I mean, it was still daylight. So you're actually seeing, you know, people's faces right. and their eyes and their, their expressions. Um, you know, in hindsight, it might have been a little bit better if I went a little bit later, where that you're just looking over a sea of darkness, and uh, <laughs> that way you don't see any response to anyone. So, Got to go after Cortez. I that. knew you were going to say yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> God turned the lights out. There you go. <laughs> Cortez is shaking his head. So, you got something to say. I could see that. I tell you what, before this, we all support each other. You know, we kept each other loose. And we, like I said, this class right here is it's a great group of guys, you know, uh, blue collar workers, and we're going to always stick together. Like Chris Doden said, you know, tell them about the golf tournaments and stuff. Chris, you talked to us. Yeah, one, one of the things that we want to do is make sure that our class stays close and uh, we always support each other. Um, you know, there's a number of different types of events that, that we'll be invited to, especially this first year. And one of the things, the guys who don't play, we still want to see them come to the event because it's not coming out of their pocket. It's just going to cost them a little bit of time. At least we can have that camaraderie and, and that closeness and keep in touch with each other throughout the course of the year without, you know, everyone digging in their pocket and say, you know, let's go to, you know, Miami and me. You know, if Joe Namus is having a tournament, we'll all just go to Joe Namus tournament because they're going to invite all of us. So that way we can stay close with each other. Wow, that's incredible. And another thing, you know, we all made a pact as well. You know, we had the, the Nitschke uh, luncheon and how, speaking to all the other uh, uh, Hall of Famers and how important it was for all those guys to come back each and every year because it's a special group and, so we made a pact that we're gonna make sure that we're here each and every year to support the Hall of Fame, the city of Canton. And I think it's important that we come and, and support it, you know, this event each and every year because the city of Canton does a phenomenal job 
I mean, you know, just think about all the logistical stuff that these guys have to do to do this every year. It's insane. And I know, you know, it's every year it changes, but still, I mean, this is this is a major production. And uh, so we all made a pact to come back here and support it each and every year. And the best part about it is it's a grassroots production. And did you meet everybody in Canton this weekend? You meet, you shook the hand, I think, of Ken, every single human being Ken in Canton. And the surrounding towns. And the surrounding counties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it really is incredible how many folks come out and what it means to them, and, and it comes through. And, and I, I love hearing that you say that, Germani, because that, that is returning in kind, what you are seeing firsthand. And, and so many people, uh, when they come to this event for the first time, come away with that impression. It's the most lasting impression of the entire weekend. Well, I was just blown away for the uh, parade. I mean, all the people that were there, you know, lined in the streets. Crock at dawn, you know, too. Oh, man, yeah, I mean, lot. it was amazing. You made the parade, Willie? I made the parade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what kind of blew me away, that parade. Uh, just the support from all of the fans, and then to hear that some people even sleep out the night before the parade. That was just amazing to me. And I, I'm not a parade type person. I've never been in a parade, never had a desire for it. But that was my first time and, and it was the most wonderful time that I've had. That was great. So you come from New York, you never been hanging out in a parade? Never. None of the Macy Days parade, nothing. Yeah. I feel you. How was Parcells? How was Bill? You know something, he really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think that we both, he enjoyed it more than I thought he uh, would have expected to. And he participated in everything. You know, when I when I called him, I said, Coach, you know that you have to be my presenter, right? You know, and he said, Boy Wonder, you know, I, I'll be there for you, whatever you want me to do. I said, well, the only thing import that's important to me, Coach, is that you're there uh, for the ceremony. As long as you can unveil my bus with me and, you know, introduce me, I'm fine. He said, no, boy, one I'm going to be there for every single thing that there is. This was the only thing that he couldn't be at. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Because if there's one thing that Parcells preaches, it's commitment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. Um, you know, they, they have pickup times for us. And yesterday our pickup time was 6 o'clock, I believe. I came down at 6.05. He said... Boy, one you're five minutes late. That's four hundred and ninety-three dollars a minute. You owe me twenty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> so I'm gonna really, I'm gonna write him a check for twenty-five hundred dollars. Very nice. Yeah. The more things change, right? The more yeah. they stay the same. Yeah. Um, and th this, with Parcells being here and uh, him having been a finalist, sort of pushes me into my my next question, uh, which is, I'm gonna ask each and every one of you who you think should be in the Hall of Fame that is not. Now that you guys have a bust in that beautiful building that seems to get more and more beautiful and larger every single year, uh, Chris, you're first. Who, who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in that, in that gallery with you that is not yet? Well, that's a tough question. I only ask those. Yeah, I, I, I realize that. Because to answer that question and just trying to be you know, honest with everyone, and there are some guys that are in the Hall of Fame that probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. But, I mean, you know, I look at this, it's not a perfect process. Um, you know, everybody that um, I would like to see the process maybe a little bit different, where, the, you know, your numbers are your numbers, and it's, it's not, well, he's on television or, 
you know, he's a guy who is, you know, charismatic. And he's an offensive player. Or he's a quarterback. Um, you know, I'm not saying no, they don't deserve to be in, but do they deserve to be in the first ballot? That's it. That's it. That's it. This is a battleground state. I think these folks have heard enough presidential <laughs> politics. <laughs> but they've seen enough political okay. ads. But so, you know, to look to to look and see, um, you know, I, I just rather hold my tongue on that one. To be honest with you, because I don't, I don't want to, I don't. Everybody, you're in. You're, you're in Chris. I know, but Nobody everybody who's on, everybody who's on the list, yeah, that was on that 15 list. They deserve to be in. Mm -hmm. You look at the wide receiver core. You, Chris Carter deserves to be in. Andre Reid deserves to be in. Tim Brown deserves to be in. Well, you know, obviously you can't put three uh, wide receivers in at one time. Jerome Bettis deserves to be in. But I mean, you just can't put guys in just because they deserve to be in. Mm -hmm. I mean, their numbers have to have to merit that. This is where you finish in the history of the league. Could you talk about the history of the NFL and not mention these people? And that, you know, that's Curtis, the standard. That's the standard. Curtis Martin's case, you finished fourth in the history of the league. So, I mean, you know, if you're going to talk about two, three, you got to mention four. And he's, uh, you know, he's definitely one of the, well, he is, you know, one of the greatest that ever played the game. So, you know, I know it's a long, drawn out answer, but I go back to my original answer. I'd rather not answer this question. <laughs> I'm Chris Dolman, and I approve this message. <laughs> How about you, Willie Rolf? Uh, I, I think it's been tough on re receivers the last few years, so I, I would I would say uh, you know uh, uh, Chris Carter or, uh, or Tim Brown, those guys. Chris Carter's a popular answer. Where did he go to school? Uh, there you go. I figured as much. Or is it the Ohio State University? Let's not forget. Yeah, you're nodding your head. What about you, Dermani? Well, just like uh, you know, Chris said, you know, there are all these guys that uh, were on that list were deserving, but I think one who should be added is Sterling Sharp. He should be considered for the Hall of Fame as well. So, and I really don't. I mean, that's that's really the one person that I think should be in. You know, based on his numbers compared to all these other great receivers, you know, he's right there with him. You know, because his his, his career was shortened by injury. Uh, I feel that he should be. Uh, and Shannon, when he got in last year, said he's not even the best receiver in his family, is what he said. And um, if time constraints didn't stop them, the two of them would still be hugging at that point on the stage where they were last year on the Friday night of the jacket ceremony. It was quite an emotional moment for that family. Jack, do you have a, a thought on this subject? Who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame that isn't? I'm, I don't have the slightest idea. I'm not qualified. I can't figure out how the hell I got in. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Curtis, do you have some? Oh, please, no, go ahead, please. Maybe I should be qualified. You're in. Yeah, and I don't know why or how or anything else. And I don't know what what what, what qualifies. Why? What, what do you have to do to get in? So if I'm one of the judges. Everyone has. There you go. Maybe the qualification is sometimes you have to wait 53 <laughs> years. Um, but you're in, which is all that really matters. Hey, and they can't trade me or cut me. They can't.
How about you, Curtis? Um, Sterling Sharp, Chris Carter, Bill Parcells, most of all. I thought he deserved to be in more than all of us this year. No slight against me or anyone else here. No, of course not. No. Yeah. And yeah. that's the issue with this question, as you pointed out, uh, Chris, is that, you know, we're not being critical of anybody. The process is what it is, as they say, you know, in the NFL. And it just fell this way. And there are some other people that are deserving and they get in some point. You know? I don't necessarily, I don't think the process needs to change. I mean, maybe I disagree with Chris in that, in that respect, but uh, the process is what it is, period. And. But there are people who I think should, I, I, Bill, I thought Bill Parcells should have been there. That's Cortez? Like I told Steve Perry when I got uh, selected to the Hall of Fame, there's so many great athletes. I cannot choose five people to go in the Hall of Fame because all of them, all of them deserving, deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. But I'm just glad that I don't, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm in. You're in. Like Jack said, I can't get traded and I can't get cut. I'm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame with all, all these guys today. Thank you very much. And what better way to end this conversation? Round of applause for the class of 2012. One more time. We'll see them tonight at the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. You finally made it. You, who've dreamed a lifetime of this. So that was it. A lot of fun. Who knew that Jack Butler and Willie Rofe would steal the show? Willie Rofe um, sounding very, uh, I guess, Deborah Winger-like after about 10 cigarettes and 12 shots of beer. And, um, and uh, maybe something even harder. <laughs> it was just a, a classic conversation that I'm glad that we were able to bring to you. And I want to thank the Pro Football Hall of Fame for helping with this process. Uh, Joe Horgan and his staff. I want to thank Chris Law, who's with me in the Canton Charge locker room after a long weekend running around covering this event for NFL.com, NFL Media. And I want to thank all of you for, uh, for listening. Uh, we're going to have a, a regular podcast from our Los Angeles studios later this week, or at least that's the plan. And uh, I also want you to go, if you don't mind, to uh, the website puntersarepeople2.com. We set that up for you to uh, uh, continue um, throwing your name in a hat for uh, the giveaway of the Punters of People 2 t-shirts. And if you don't want to be part of the giveaway and you just want one, you can get one there. And uh, proceeds of every single sale, um, a portion of it goes to the ASPCA to help save dogs and cats, which is what we like. Um, so uh, PuntersArePeople2.com. And for those international listeners, there is a way for you to buy one too and uh, wear it with pride around the world. I think we've already got someone from New Zealand, Australia, the UK, the Netherlands. People are, are gonna wear the punters of people two t-shirts around the, around the globe and we couldn't be happier about that. So uh, thank you for listening to this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, signing off from Canton, Ohio. Stay listening, friends.